0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, the mayor of Long Beach, the Honorable Bob Foster, as we continue our 22nd anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram,
1: your local news leader for over 100 years.
0: Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted to have as our guest for the entire show the mayor of Long Beach, the Honorable Bob Forster. Bob, welcome back to our show. As usual, it's a pleasure being here, Art. Thank you, Bob. Uh, you're coming to the end of your eight years as mayor and as most of our viewers know, you chose not to... Uh, run as a write-in, which you legally could have, and the polling indicated that you probably would have been successful in that effort. Uh, Tell us why you decided
1: to not run. Uh, Well, first of all, uh, uh, I've enjoyed the seven-plus years so far. I think it's been a a great experience, a rewarding experience. I'm very delighted I've done that. And I was contemplating—actually, I was planning to run again and run as a write-in. And I, always, I was not without some mixed emotions. I felt I was being a little bit pulled into doing it. And the, the key factor, the deciding factor, was uh, a very close friend of mine became was diagnosed with a, a terminal illness. And I, that caused me to reflect on what I wanted to do with whatever years I have left. And uh, I decided I, you know, I, I think it would be better for me and my family To not run for office again and to pursue some private pursuits spend more time with my grandkids do some things in the private sector I'm still going to be active I'm going to do I think a number of things Uh, overall what I really want is the freedom to pick up and do something uh, on a moment's notice and you can't do that in this job this job is 24 7 and uh, I may never do that. I may I may want to go to Italy for two months and really learn the language. I may never do that, but I'd like to have the the ability and the freedom to do it. Well, uh, we thank you
0: for your service to the city, and
1: uh, uh, as
0: I indicated, uh, polling indicated that you very likely would have been reelected. So people generally are pleased with the job that you have done. But let's let's look back over your eight years, and what would you say are some of more more significant accomplishments I know pension reform has to be near
1: the top of the list well pension reform is actually part of the overall uh, fiscal fiscal discipline in the city I think first of all my view of my job and I think uh, my view of anybody in public service your primary job is to leave the institution or the city or whatever you serve better than you found it uh, there as you know this last seven years has been very tough no one anticipated the financial. Difficulties that the country would have and certainly that's gone down at the local government So I'm leaving this place much better on a number of accounts Financially we have a surplus this year. We will be balanced uh, really balanced structurally for the next three years And uh, from a financial standpoint, we're in very good shape Uh, We have crime at historic lows Uh, We've uh, I've been able to help bring technical training back into the schools We've cleaned up uh, the environment. The environment is much better, particularly at the port, uh, and I'm, I'm proud of those things. Those, I think uh, overall in many areas, uh, the city is in much better shape. Uh, I count pension reform as part of the overall financial discipline. I think that was important to do. When I announced it almost three years ago, people thought you're never going to get that, and uh, fortunately, We not only were able to obtain pension reform, but we did it at the bargaining table. And I want to point out, uh, I would have gone to the ballot if I had to. I stated publicly it was not the, the right way to do this, but if you have to, you have to. And the cities that have gone to the ballot on pension reform, San Diego and San Jose in particular, they're still in litigation. They have not received one dime in terms of savings from pension reform. We will get, I think, uh, it's about a little over $11 million to the general fund this year, and it will save the city of Long Beach from all funds $250 million over the next 10 years. And we started getting those savings immediately. So that was a that's an important that a, point. Absolutely. What would you say was your major disappointment? Uh, major disappointment was not being able to uh, get the infrastructure bond passed. Uh, I would have uh, I would like to have had that happen. I would like to actually take another shot at it. Uh, I do think that we have been fortunate that we've had some uh, one-time revenues. We have $62 million this year in one-time money to do capital improvements. So we're making some progress towards streets, roads, water systems, uh, our public structures, not as quickly as I'd like and not as, not as uh, in the in quantity I'd like. But I would have liked to have had that done. We have I know hardly.
0: also that you campaigned when you first ran for mayor on increasing public safety, the number of police officers up to a thousand. And because of a variety of factors, including the recession, uh, we're down to about 750, 780. And that has to be one of your disappointments, even, no, though, no, even actually, though crime not. No. has gone down. But so what's,
1: what, what's the standard here? The standard here. The standard here is to have crime low. It's not just to have more bodies on the street. But we've
0: gone through this many times on this show. You do agree we would it
1: would be good to have more police officers? Sure, and we're hiring. We're doing. Two, we're going to do a, uh, the academy this year. and academy. Well, the academy going. will just cover the those no, there, who are there's, there's a slight gain as well. Look, you can play this game about bodies. What you really want is a safe well, city. Well, we went
0: through this. I said, well, then
1: uh, yeah, cut it down yeah, to 500 And I'm, and I'm right. You're stuff. wrong. All right. Cut it uh, no. to 500 if bodies no, no, don't no, count. No, it, no, no. Look, uh, the one thing I've learned as part of being mayor, it's not just about numbers. Yeah. It is about effectiveness. And if crime and, has gone down. Well, yes, sir. And this this police force with this leadership has done an excellent They've done job. done but don't we need more police officers? Yeah, sure. If, uh, you, yeah, you'd like to have more, but, you know, look at what the statistics are. We're doing very well. We're, well, we're at generational lows on crime, Art.
0: It's wonderful, and we have a great police department and a great chief and all. But you would admit, and the, the community certainly wants more—certainly more gang officers, more police officers can do a better job, uh, even even better job. Sure,
1: more is always more is always better. But uh, you know, you have to you have to balance that. But you
0: campaigned on a thousand, yeah, so you no, agreed. No, no,
1: I campaigned so on adding a hundred police officers. Yes, we got, got halfway there and could make then, it. Yeah, I admit that. I'm so, not denying okay. that. Okay, so And you, I've also learned a lot in seven years.
0: <laughs> that you can't always keep your promises
1: no, because of circumstances. No, that's the only promise I was not able to keep, for one. And secondly, I've learned a lot more about what it is to, to for policing. It is not just numbers. And we can go on this forever. Yeah, okay. Look, the fact is... The fact is, we could not add 100 officers. It was just financially impossible. Would I like to have more? Yes. Okay. But look at, what the, look at what the crime statistics are. Well,
0: we've cut the hemorrhaging by having an
1: academy that will cover
0: those that are retiring. We actually will add
1: some more. We will add a few officers Okay, okay. As well. okay.
0: Well, we'll be back with more of our show. We have to take a pause for these messages. We're back, continuing this great conversation with Mayor Bob Foster. Bob, let's look at the present challenges facing the city. There's uh, some dissension at the port, and there have been some cost overruns with the bridge that they're building and the headquarters. Uh, give us your take on what's happening at the port.
1: Uh, I think the port uh, needs to recognize some of the deficiencies that it has. It, it really it's embarked on a very ambitious construction program, about four point three billion dollars over the next ten years combination of the bridge, uh, the Middle Harbor project, and other port-related projects, all of which I I think are meritorious and needed, because ultimately what you need the port to be is very efficient. You need it to handle greater volumes at greater velocities. That's what will make it an attractive port for people to ship their cargo through, uh, in or out. Uh, I, I do think that the, it's pretty clear that In terms of fiscal discipline and in terms of construction discipline they need some help Uh, they are over on the bridge they are over on Middle Harbor and even on the temporary office building uh, they were uh, substantially over now we've worked with them to scale that back Uh, we've brought the temporary building a little bit more in line with their help they've been very cooperative and I, I don't mean this as a criticism I think anytime you embark on a extraordinary construction program. You need to make sure you're prepared for it. and I think they needed to be better prepared. And I think they're making those changes. And the port, to be
0: fair, is known throughout the world for its green, cutting-edge green port uh,
1: changeover. Uh, I think both, both the ports of Lo- Long Beach and LA are, are, are known for that. They did that project uh, together. Uh, I was very involved in that when I first became mayor. And it has achieved great results. The, the pollution levels at the port are down over seventy-five percent, uh, and yet volumes and cargo have stayed stayed either at the same or higher. And and Long Beach, uh,
0: L.A. Port is is a, is a cutting edge as far it as green port philosophy it, it throughout is. the world. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. and other ports are going to have to follow suit. Yeah. Let's talk about the new civic center. Uh, this was much in the news recently. Um, you seem to suggest that it would be a good idea to have a new civic center to replace the old one, the current one, and maybe a port
1: building next beside it? Uh, well, or the port would be part of it. Uh, I think the concept is this. Look, the existing structure City Hall is, uh, is not earthquake safe, and in fact we went and did a peer review recently and another analysis, and it actually came back a little worse. Will that, that report
0: be publicly released? Yeah, it will be the, publicly released. The it, seismic it, you know. Report yeah.
1: on the current building. That's correct. It is, it will be it, released. It, okay. it is, there's no problem with that. No one disputes that the building is not, earth, uh, is not earthquake safe. Uh, it, it, and here's the deal. The, the, the
0: question that people raise is, is the cost of a retrofit as much as the city says it is? Well,
1: uh, I, well I, uh, it is what it is. I mean, you know, the, the estimates we have is about $170 million. It is not worth spending $170 million on that. My own view of that it's structure. It's kind of an ugly building. I, 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 people, lo- personal, Some people love it. No, I, I don't know anyone who I, loves it. I think it. it is an ugly structure. <laughs> Worse than that, it is not a functional structure. Yeah. But here's the concept. We believe that we can, through a, a design competition, if we can get a, a brand-new civic center that's usable, keeping the park, integrating the library, and have it, have it... At a cost to the city no more than we're paying now, for the maintenance on that building yep. and and all the lease space around, and the that's city. the triple P partnership. That's correct, and and we and and we now have three, uh, very very good and sophisticated firms who say they can do that. That was the hallmark of this. It has to cost us virtually the same. Uh, I think it's a great thing, and for that the city. will help
0: Ocean because the configuration now is not user pedestrian friendly. It's it's off putting.
1: To pedestrian traffic C- couldn't agree more well you want to make sure this this is a usable iconic civic plaza we can also use the existing courthouse property and the idea is to bring as many state i oh, as many city uh, offices in that location as possible we would love to have the port there but it,
0: this works whether the port is, is there correct. or not there
1: correct it probably makes it uh, uh I would guess that it will, it will affect the financeability of it if the port's in or out, but I think either way it would work. No one is forcing the port to do this. Uh, I'm hopeful that they'll—and that they, and by the way, I want to point out, they were part of the, uh, of the review team on these on these proposals, and they were very and, engaged and very helpful.
0: And I just know from knowing you and your public statements that that you would like the port to be downtown. I think the port would like to be downtown. The port will be downtown. And you would like the port to be on the uh, city side of the water as opposed
1: to at the port side. Well, it makes more sense from a lot of standpoints to be downtown. You know, the port land is extraordinarily valuable for commercial activity. Putting an office building down there, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. They have agreed to be downtown. Either they'll build their own new building, uh, or they'll be part of a civic plaza. And I think that's the right thing to do.
0: You know, look, but they're these, free to make that choice. Of course. Yeah.
1: But, the, but the, you know, look, this isn't a case where, you know, people that work in, in the port complex are not out there loading containers <laughs> on their ships. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you have to be down there. Uh, and, you know, and I, and I think they made the right choice in a temporary building, uh, even though it's a little bit away uh, from the port. I, I, they, are, they have made a commitment to be downtown. And either they'll have their own building, or they'll be part of the civic center.
0: Senator plan. Ted Lieu, who was on our show last week, pointed out, in a different context, that uh, the port is a great economic generator of jobs. And although we do have competition with other ports, we don't have to worry about Kansas having a port, or you know, it, it has to be right here. And, uh, and at least right now, you have to be on the water <laughs> or close to it. <laughs> so uh, those jobs cannot be offshore because you need the. The workers, right, right here. Okay, we'll be continuing this great conversation. First, we have to pause for these messages.
2: How do you like your chances the rest of the week? I
0: got no idea, but I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, or at least we won't go hungry.
2: Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight?
0: Oh, yeah. But if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call.
2: Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan?
0: There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not,
2: Naples Rib Company, great game plan.
0: Who needs this modern world? I can live just fine out here without the road rage and boy bands. Of Course I might miss my Charter HD with football on ESPN. And Walking Dead on AMC, ESPN and AMC. And, well, Shark Week on Discovery HD, but that's all. AMC, ESPN, Discovery, TBS, and Comedy Central HD, but that's it except for HBO HD.
2: Charter now has over a hundred HD channels and more brilliant HD shows on demand.
0: We're back with the mayor, the Honorable Bob Foster. Bob, let's talk about leadership. Uh, You've said publicly, and uh, so has the president of Long Beach State, that you can't have a great city without a great university, and you can't have a great university without a great city. And you worked closely with uh, President King Alexander, and I think for a while with Dr. Maxon before. True. Um, So leadership is critically important to private sector, to public sector and everything. Uh, I want to first focus for a moment on education because you were a trustee of the CSU system before you became mayor. You were also the chair of the search committee that selected King Alexander, who also was a transformational president of our campus and Long Beach State is the hot campus. It is. And uh, uh, he visited the campus. Uh, before uh, the committee uh, made its choice, and everyone on campus had a chance to see him and the other candidates. The trustees recently changed their policy so they no longer require campus visits by the three finalists. And uh, a lot of faculty feel that it's appropriate that at least uh, for the the, the choice is so important, this will affect Long Beach State, who's looking for a new president, that whoever the finalists are, they come to campus and and give everyone a chance to meet them. I want to know your view of this change in trustee
1: policy. Uh, Well, quite frankly, I wasn't aware of it, but uh, I I would prefer campus visits, and I am part of the uh, advisory committee on this search right now for the new president. So, uh, I I don't know what the logic was for whether or not- The argument is,
0: I asked the same question to the new chancellor, Chancellor White, and he explained that sitting presidents who are likely candidates I, yeah, I will, will I, I jeopardize understand. their I situation in the home campus. Yeah. But if you're a, a provost or if you're a dean, you yeah. have to visit. I, and, I,
1: yeah, uh, I, I I just say, you know, I'd rather, rather see them make visits, but I'm part of the process and I'll ask them why they were, why okay, they changed. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Now, let's turn to the other half of the equation, uh, the city that you've labored so long to, to upgrade uh, uh, I know you're not in a position to endorse anyone, or at least at this time, we're not going to say anything. But give our viewers the criteria
1: that you, as a voter, would look for in the next mayor. Yeah, I, uh, you know, quickly, I think it's important to look at how uh, there's been a transformation in Long Beach. You know, it has this evolution from a commission form of government to a council manager to now what you could really call a, a stronger mayor uh, system. Well, you created
0: that by well, force of I, I, your own personality. No, it, it's but not also, exactly in the Constitution. No, but also with charter
1: change. I mean, the, you know, the, you now have a line item veto and, and removal power. Yeah, but you've, so, you've
0: kind of stretched that okay, envelope. What,
1: what, whatever, whatever it is, I, I think you really have to do, you look for a couple of things. First of all, I think you want someone who you at least have confidence has executive ex, executive ability. The ability to really stand up make a decision take a tough stance and stick with it and do it quickly an ability to head problems off quickly when they happen not let them fester and and kind of push things down the road secondly first and foremost you have to have someone that really understands financial discipline and fiscal restraint you really We are not yet out of all of the problems that could happen with this city, particularly on the pension side from the state of California and other things the state may do. We need to make sure we keep our reserves, we build our reserves, we keep the financial policies such as not using one-time revenue for ongoing expenses. That is a critical element. And third, I think ultimately you have to have somebody you cannot be a good leader unless people trust you. And I think you have to look at all the candidates and say, you know, who is it I really trust here? Who would be trustworthy? You know, I had a, a, a people that worked for me a couple of times that, that were disappointing in years past. Because they, the way they led things was they would just order people to do something. And I had to tell them, you know, in all my time as an executive, whether it's in business or owning my own business or, or now in, in public life, I have never pointed to the stripes on my sleeve to get something done people follow you because they trust you. They realize that you have not only the city's interest but their interest at heart and that really makes a difference. If you have to point to your authority to get something done, you will get what I call malicious compliance. People will do exactly what you said and no more. You cannot run any organization like that. So look at the candidates, decide who really has the wherewithal to be Fiscally disciplined, and make it, and really push that with the council, because the council still is a legislative body, and and ultimately will have that say. Uh, who is it that you know you believe can face problems immediately and do it, face them squarely, even if it's unpleasant? And third, who do you really think commands the most trust? That's that's what I would say. Great answer. And I hear
0: underneath all of that the the servant leadership concept there that. Uh, You run to do something, not to be someone.
1: You know, I I have actually said that about the governors in this state or leaders that uh, they want to be mayor or be governor, but not do governor or do mayor. Ultimately, you're in this job, as I started this interview by saying, you're in this job ultimately to leave this place in better condition than you found it. You cannot do that unless you and you meet problems squarely you, and you have to do it with a spirit that it's not to advance yourself. It's not to put yourself somewhere else. In fact, quite often, if you address problems squarely, when they come up, you're putting yourself at political risk. That's your job. You need to do you that. You have to take the bullet to make the right you decision. Do. You, you've gotta, you have to be willing to be unelected, Yes. And, but stand on you know, something. John F. Kennedy wrote a book years
0: ago, Profiles in Courage, and he made that point. We see depressingly few profiles and courage as we look at the legislatures at the state and national level. It's funny states. you use
1: that phrase because I've actually, when I see something that looks amiss, I'll go, well, they're not exactly going to get a page in profiles and courage. <laughs> well, it's true. And, and it is true. I, look, I, I'm not holding myself up as any example here. I really not. But, you know, the people I admire and what I've tried to do as mayor, I, and, and, and fortunately, I do not need the job to put yeah. food on the table for my family. But well, my I, d-
0: my dad, may yeah. rest in peace, used to say that he wanted someone in a job whose highest achievement in life was not that job. Yeah, I think someone. I think, I think and that's you were right. president
1: of Edison for
0: yeah. many years yeah. and yeah. kind of turned that company around. A well, bit.
1: you know, to me, you really have to be willing to say this is an important enough issue that if I lose my office on this issue, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. And, you know, there, there are things that are important enough that you should put your, yourself at risk and more important than one's own re-election absolutely bingo okay we'll be back with the rest
0: of our show after these messages
2: bill trainees mixes california style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world Take care of those who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. I
0: think we've been fortunate to have a mayor of the quality of Bob Forster, who's done the things that he has accomplished. Uh, not a perfect record, but a very good record.
1: And Bob, we thank you for your, your service to the, to the city and the community. Well, thank you, Art. Uh, I just, you know, I guess as I begin my exit... Uh, I'd like to say it's been a marvelous experience. Uh, It has been an honor to serve the people of Long Beach. And I hope that uh, when I exit, they will look back and believe that I merited the trust they placed in me. It's been an outstanding experience and an honor. Well, we thank you again. And
0: uh, I know you plan to stay active in the community in different capacity. Absolutely, I will be in Long Beach and I will still be active. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Art. And thank you for joining us. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach and the Press-Telegram. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.